From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. And it's not because I just turned 44, it's because I'm too damn lazy to go down the stairs and get my glasses. It would help me out immensely, and I just, yeah, I'm not going to do it, because I'm stubborn and stupid, and that's the way I like it. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. It's me, Mike. This is Mike Davidson Lives, the name of the podcast. Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading all that good stuff. As, uh, you know, we hang out, and I chat a little bit for half an hour, go on some uh, rants and such. And I, usually, this is kind of a Monday, Thursday upload type of thing but it's going to be more of a tuesday friday because uh, i couldn't do my show last night due to technical issues the technical issue my phone didn't properly charge i know that sounds <laughs> it's extremely lazy here um but you know i upgraded recently got a, got a new android and this thing has a long ass battery life thing is though i take advantage of that long ass battery life and it takes a long ass time for the battery to replenish itself Forgot to do, uh, charge it overnight Saturday, uh, pretty much off and on the charger Sunday. And I thought I was charging properly uh, whilst watching the uh, the NFC Championship game. I thought it said 21%. Then again, I had my glasses off when I looked at the charge, but it was uh, 2%. So, yeah, and, and that's where I keep my notes. I, I could write it down like a normal person, but normal people have good handwriting. I do not have good handwriting. There are pharmacists that would look at my handwriting and say, what? That's how bad my far- my handwriting is. So, uh, yeah, I had to wait for it to charge, and it just wasn't take. It, it was going to take too long. So I was just like, eh, forget it. Again, uh, the older I get, the lazier I get. But uh, birthday weekend, not too bad. Got some pretty cool stuff. My wife um, uh, got me a book. All right, it's across the room. Uh, and it's uh, it's about the uh, the grunge scene in Seattle. It's a spoken history type of thing, and it's uh, gonna be the next book I read. I'm probably gonna start that sometime in February. I'm in the middle of another book right now, but looking forward to that. And she also got me a gift card to a, a local coffee establishment here in Fort Wayne. Um, that being Mocha Lounge, good stuff. Uh, if you're in Fort Wayne, they got a couple locations here, and uh, do enjoy it. So, uh, very nice. Uh, Sunday, I took my daughters to another birthday party. This kid, uh, this classmate of Lana's. And it was pretty cool. They uh, they had it at Crazy Pins, which is uh, where all the birthday kids go here in Fort Wayne. Uh, and it's a lot better than uh, Chuck E. Cheese's because uh, the parents at Crazy Pins don't throw punches at each other. It's wild. Uh, mostly civilized. Uh, and it the thing is, is like, I think Lana or Hazel told uh, the the aunt of the birthday boy at the end of the party that it was my birthday, and, and she was like, "Really?" And I and I heard this in passing across the room, and I I don't know why I got nervous and I froze up. And I told my wife about that, and she's like, "Well, why why were you like that?" It's just like I don't want to make it about me, you know, because I. Yeah, I just sat there and ate a piece of pizza and some cake and and watched my girls have fun. That was all I could do, right? And that's all I wanted to do. I just, not that I was looking to hijack a a six-year-old's birthday party and make it about me, but I just didn't want that to, you know, shine over that. Does that make any sense? Or am I being too neurotic here? Uh, But uh, me and the wife, uh, uh, Sunday night we went out, enjoyed ourselves, had a nice dinner. 
Didn't get to go uh, to the Shriner Circus like we planned because eh, life, finances, blah, blah, blah. But the dinner was good. Uh, by the way, um, I meant to link it up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, but I just didn't have the chance. But uh, there was a fire in one of the trailers uh, on the way up to the circus on I-69, I think in Grant County. Uh, and uh, they were able to get the animals out okay. None of the animals were harmed, but uh, some surreal pictures of... Uh, ISP, Indiana State Police, uh, police Officers, standing next to like camels and zebras on the on the shoulder of the uh, interstate as this trailer's going up, and it's funny. Look, it's funny to watch. Uh, it's funny because again, none of the animals got hurt, but it just you don't see a lot of llamas and zebras running loose in uh, Indiana. So okay, the AFC NFC Championship, uh, both those games are played. And we're getting a Super Bowl we don't want. The Chiefs and the 49ers. I think everybody was like Ravens, Lions. Um, here's a question. This past Sunday, who do you think was worse? Lamar Jackson's overall performance as a quarterback or Dan Campbell's performance as a head coach? Because uh, Lamar Jackson was pretty much the presumptive. And somebody pointed this out to me. That the voting for MVP and Coach of the Year is already done. They're just making the finalists look like finalists for the the honors, the NFL honors coming up here, I think, next week. Uh, like, like there's a second voting. But uh, Lamar Jackson, the presumptive MVP of the league. Dan Campbell, the odds-on favorite for coach of the year. Lamar Jackson played like absolute shit against the Chiefs. Um, 17-7 was the, the halftime score of that game. 17-10 the final. Or, yeah, 17-10 was the final. The sad part of that was in the second half, not only could the Chiefs, the Chiefs didn't even score in the second half, but the Ravens could only muster three points. This was at home. This was in Baltimore. And everybody was thought that the, the Chiefs were going to get curb stomped, and the Ravens just, there was nothing to them. I mean, yeah, it was pretty cool to see Lamar Jackson catch a pass he threw it to himself or whatever, but uh, th that was the coolest thing he did all game. It was a very abysmal performance, and uh, now we get to hear from all the Swifties. More on that here in a second. And then the NFC Championship, the 49ers and the Detroit Lions, and my heart goes out to the long-suffering Detroit fan base. I, and I said this the previous podcast that you know, I thought that the Ravens would win. They didn't. I went with the 49ers. I said, my heart says Lions, my brain says 49ers, so I went with 49ers, and... I was more right than anything because the Lions were up 17 points at halftime. And then, uh, what was it? Like it was 24-7. Was then, uh, the, you know, 49ers kick a field goal at the beginning of the third quarter. So, you know, you're, the Lions are up 14 points. Fourth and two is like, you know, within the 30-yard line. This would have been a longish field goal for their kicker to make. Fourth and two. But the thing is, is if you take the points, you're still up three possessions. And Dan Campbell, uh, he just, okay, you're at 20 at the blackjack table, and he says, hit me. And he goes for it, and doesn't happen. And then, you know, you have the the miraculous helmet catch, and then you have the turnover. And then by the end of the third quarter, it's tied. And it's just, he's taking all, and he does it again late in the game. Like, he's always gambling on fourth down. He doesn't have to. I think the if you ever, if this is on Hulu, by the way, if you got Hulu, a great classic movie from Paul Newman, The Hustler, about some pool sharks, right? And uh, you know he's an up and coming uh, 
uh, you know, pool hustler. And he goes to this pool hall to uh, take on Minnesota Fats, played by Jackie Gleason. And, you know, he's like, hey, hey fat man, I want to beat you. I want to beat you, right? And he's beating him. And he's taking his money. But this keeps going on and on. And the longer this gets, the, the drunker Paul Newman's character gets. And there's a, you know, you know you're thinking, well, Jesus, he's just beating uh, Jackie Gleason, isn't he? Jackie Gleason, uh, his character in that early part of the film... Yeah, there's a part where he's staying in the bathroom shaving and just changing out shirts, making himself feel comfortable and clean. And by dawn, not only did the Minnesota Fats end up beating uh, you know, Paul Newman's character and getting his money back, he took any money that Paul Newman had coming in. He ultimately won. What I'm saying here is uh, Jackie Gleason's the 49ers and, and Paul Newman, uh, Dan Campbell, he just he didn't know how to play with a lead. He kept playing like he was 17 down. He was 17 up, and that did him in. So now um, we got um, the 49ers and the Chiefs, Las Vegas. I'm probably not going to watch it because I, I don't care for either team. Uh, the WAG box, the wife and girlfriend box of uh, the Chiefs, as you know, with with all those characters, uh, not very fun. And, of course, you can't... You, Here's the thing about the Taylor Swift crowd, the, the Swifties. If you criticize uh, their goddess, they say you're obsessed with her, even though they live to die for her. And some, you know, I get some of these people saying that I, I obsess about her. That's not the case at all. I don't go out of my way to look for things involving Taylor Swift. I have a news feed where I follow various stories, and she's in every damn one. In fact, I was like, okay, I'm looking for non-Taylor Swift content today. I can't begin to tell you the dozens and dozens and dozens of stories I had to X out just to find something else. Um, I do think, find this funny, though. Um, the Twitter, Twitter X, uh, I, th I don't know if it's still like this or not. I guess they suspended any Taylor Swift search due to the fact that there's a deep fake AI porn floating around out there. Again, something I'm not looking for. Um, but I did try, you know, looking for her name. Not the porn, mind you, on Twitter when I saw the news story. And it's true. This woman has way too much clout. Um, but yeah, that's the other thing, too, is like these women would will never match her clout. They just won't. And they obsess about her. And if you criticize her, uh, you're obsessed. But, uh, yeah, the, the, and I've said this about the deep fake AI stuff. Uh, it's dangerous. And it could get, get even worse. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who's that obsessed with her to make stuff like that. Because they, they are a little nuts. All right. So a more serious story here. Uh, Jay Leno, uh, apparently uh, some court filings have come out that uh, he, he's filed for conservatorship of his wife of 40-odd years, Mavis. He's uh, talk, She's um, been kind of a quiet gal, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes type person. They've been married for 40-odd years, um, you know, just him and her, no kids. Unfortunately, she is in uh, the grips of dementia. And my heart goes out to Jay and, and her uh, because, I mean, I've had a couple relatives um, late in their lives uh, become shells of who they were due to dementia. And it, it's heartbreaking to think of them, you know, once being vibrant and lively 
not being able to comprehend what's around them or comprehend comprehend who they are. And so now he's he's having to um, uh, you know take care of his wife, and it's it's heartbreaking. And it, he's probably been dealing with it for a while because it doesn't say how long uh, the, uh, the the trials and tribulations of her dementia have been. But uh, certainly heartbreaking, and you know, if if you are the praying type, you know, just you know, keep him in mind and his wife. And it's like I said, I I don't know, I, it's hard for me to talk about because I, I remember one of my relatives, uh, my great aunt Dorothy. The last time I saw her, I I reached in to give her a hug, and she reared back and she thought I, I hit her. I was trying to put my arm around her. She goes, "Why did you hit me?" And and like she looked like a scared little girl, and she was just south of 80 uh, thinking this and it, like that that always that always just kind of breaks my heart thinking about uh, because you know that they're not themselves okay um, something that doesn't break my heart is um, okay let me put it to you this way if Elon Musk I know he's very rich, maybe too rich for this example, but it's an example nonetheless. If he was asking you through a GoFundMe for money uh, to put one of his kids through baseball camp or send one of his kids uh, to to a summer game across the country, you would probably laugh and say, are you kidding me? You can afford it. He's one of the richest guys on the planet. I know Alyssa Milano is not the richest person on the planet, but she is worth, I think her personal wealth is about $10 million, and her husband is uh, pretty loaded too, and they've got kids, but here's what I'm driving at. She uh, recently went on GoFundMe asking people for money to send her kid to uh, a summer baseball game at Cooperstown, New York, and of course, they laughed at her. Her defenders in her sick offense... Um, Saying, well, you know, she she does so much for the baseball team. She does so much for the baseball team. Why why aren't you donating to this baseball team? And of course, I'm thinking to myself, is is her kid the only loaded kid on on this baseball team? I that that's first and foremost. Do you think that he's actually playing like in a in an inner city Los Angeles team, or do you think that he's playing on a travel squad that's pretty well off? That that's my first instinct here. Secondly, you know, there's a picture of her driving around town in a $200,000 electric Porsche. And then I started wondering, well, okay, uh, if you're going to buy a Porsche, why electric? Why not something with actual muscle? Secondly, if you can afford a six-figure car, you can afford to send your son and a few of his friends to Cooperstown. And I said on, uh, was it Kings of A&R, that this is the, the, you know, aloof doesn't even begin to describe it. And, of course... I got people talk, calling me mean selfish, and then I had people say, I don't know what the term aloof means, even though it says, you know, basically cold, distant, and, uh, you know, just, yeah, cool and distant does describe this. If if you are a bleeding heart liberal, and you're going on social media all the time talking about how you care about the little people, you care about the little people, meanwhile, you're worth $10 million, and you're politely, and I'm doing air quotes, uh, at soliciting money for baseball from families and in uh, whatever, who themselves are struggling to pay bills themselves. Yeah, that's aloof, cold, distant, condescending. Uh, that's that's basically it. Go have a bake sale. By the way, uh, uh, go fund me. 
little rant about that. And this isn't every case on GoFundMe, but I feel like people misuse that a lot. Uh, there's always a case though, like, you know, okay, a single mom working two or three jobs, uh, their house, their apartment catches on fire, they lose everything. Uh, we, we need to chip in some money. If you could, you know, let's raise $5,000 and you chip in five, 20, a hundred, depending on how gener generous you feel. That's okay. That's okay. Because a lot of the times people that start that aren't freaking millionaires. Okay, if, if, again, you're having trouble raising money for the travel team, uh, sell the Porsche and ha have another bake sale. Okay, there we go. Vince McMahon's a douchebag, by the way. Uh, I, I think we all kind of figured that out by now, but uh, he had to go away for a while, right? Uh, he's, was it four? Four different women he had to settle out of court uh, with uh, sexual assault or sexual whatever cases, and uh, one of those cases, I guess a payment lapsed, and now she's suing him and another associate of his um, for some pretty gross stuff. He's being accused by her of sexual assault, sexual trafficking, and basically he was, she, she recently had lost her mom, I think, and he was just guilting her and gaslighting her for all sorts of bad things, including a threesome in, in an office where he allegedly defecated on her. Then he tried to get her to sh send a pee video to uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and I, I told my wife that, and she goes, I knew there was a reason I didn't like Brock Lesnar. Uh, that and the fact that he's a big dude that can't wrestle. Yeah, you know, you know I've gone off about some of the me too stuff this is just crazy though um because if vince mcmahon did this to her and there's three other cases where he had to settle right who knows how many women uh he violated or used his power and prowess to because you gotta think wwe is a traveling entertainment company and if he's on the road traveling he's probably in different parts of the world doing different Terrible different things to different women. And now, you know, he's already sold out to uh, the UFC, basically. He's no longer involved with the company. This this came on the heels of uh, the announcement that WWE's uh, Raw was moving to Netflix next year. Uh, and uh, he went from ringing the bell on Wall Street over that to, uh, well, getting his ass thrown out. And we'll see what happens here. But I can't believe that she's the only woman that... Uh, He's been this creepy too, and and I'm using the word creepy as an understatement. Like, just reading a few, a few of the descriptions, is is just disgusting here. It just it makes my stomach turn. All right, now I'm not, I'm not a uh, a celebrity worshiper. I don't think of celebrities as gods, but um, if there's two people I would have loved to have a beer with. Uh, well, one's still with us, Gary Oldman, uh, Oscar-winning actor, a great actor, one of the best to ever do it, uh, and the late, great David Bowie. Uh, it was just one of the greatest rock singers of all time. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away back in 2016. It's hard to believe that that dude's been gone eight years. David Bowie has been dead for eight years. That blows my mind. Uh, but he and, and Gary Oldman were friends. You know, they were boys. And uh, I guess he was on, a, Gary was on one of these uh, talk shows where he's talking about his, la 
his last conversation uh, with David Bowie, and I don't know if they were doing a phone conversation or what, if it was one of those face-to-face Zoom things. Um, but, uh, you know, he, they, they talked, and they said their goodbyes. And I guess David Bowie was having trouble hanging up. And he kept going, hold on, hold on. And the last two words Gary Oldman ever heard from the late, great David Bowie was, Oh, fuck off. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, normally I try to avoid using that word um, just because I want to keep this as friendly as possible. But just thinking that F.O. was one of the last things Gary Holden heard a legendary Rock and Roll Hall of Famer say, say is, uh, it's funny and it's decidedly human. Um, but I, I saw that. I linked it up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. I just... I got a kick out of reading that story, and uh, yeah, David Bowie was a true innovator, and he he seemed like a guy with a pretty decent sense of humor. All right, uh, Cohen Brothers might be getting back together. They've gone their separate ways last five or six years uh, doing uh, their own projects, but uh, word is around the campfire, they might be getting back together for one more film, and it could be a horror film. A dark comedy horror film. Like, uh, is there any other kind of uh, thing that comes out of the Kellen Brothers aside from a twisted sense of humor, right? But I would definitely check that out. Uh, if if you don't think they can't do horror, I mean, there was a little bit of that element in uh, No Country for Old Men with Javier Bardem, um, and you know he was chilling. I yeah, I know that's not a horror film, but just this you know non this this hitman that cannot be stopped, this force of nature. That's unnerving. Uh, Blood Simple was their first ever movie that they did. This was before they did Raising Arizona. And Blood Simple is kind of a noir film, a, a twisted macabre, uh, you know, murder movie. And it's just about as close to a horror movie as they've done. And it is pretty solid. And I'm like, this was their first movie. <laughs> You know, there's some people that, uh, you know, five or six films in can't get it right. And here they, these guys are on a low budget, just rocking a, a really dark story, a very compelling one. So if you haven't checked that out, and maybe we'll see some new stuff from uh, the Coen brothers. Definitely. If, um, as, as much of a movie nerd as I am, I mean, I know if you're, if you're thinking great American directors, you know, maybe Steven Spielberg in that conversation, Michael Mann, Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, uh, you know, you can name a whole bunch of guys. Uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen have to be in that conversation. Just, just the stuff that they've done. Amazing. All right. So they've contributed to Western civilization. Uh, these stop oil douchebags over in Europe are again, defecating, uh, pulling a Vince McMahon on Western civilization. They try. They try this again uh, in Paris. They they tried throwing a Kansas soup. You know, throwing soup at the Mona Lisa, and uh, of course, we're stopped for doing that. And of course, Mona, she's okay. Lisa, or is it Mona Lisa? Is it Miss Lisa? Who knows? I'm not that sophisticated. If you haven't been able to uh, determine. Uh, but but uh, she's she's okay. She's behind a, a thing of glass, and it's kind of sad that she, she has to be behind glass, um, because th- these twisted little uh, maggots are just not. They want you to stop using the car, but 
they're you they're wasting food to make this point so there's that and the fact that they're doing it with uh, art of artists that have been dead for hundreds of years and aren't contributing to any problems that uh, they allege that's a little weird and the fact is it, you know some of these artists if they were alive today might be even sympathetic to their cause but they don't give a shit uh, they see something that's created, something that's made by somebody, they're going to, again, pull Vince McMahon and just ruin it any way they can. They're terrible. Okay, so here in, uh, in America, you know, bigger is better a lot of times. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of our contribution to Western civilization. It's not always the best. And sometimes it doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Um... Oklahoma City might be the site, maybe one day, of uh, the country's largest skyscraper. Uh, this tower that this, this company wants to do, it's going to be a multi-use tower. And it is projected to be over 1,900 feet tall. This would uh, tower over uh, the, the uh, World Trade Tower over there in uh, New York City. And, yeah, 1,900 feet. If In, Kate, in Oklahoma City... Uh, the tallest building they've got right now is under 900 feet tall. And this thing would be more than twice that in, in height. If they were to erect something like this, uh, the panhandle of Oklahoma can no longer be called Oklahoma's wing. Just can't. This thing would be skyward. You know, it's a, it's a giant dong to God, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but but as I posted this on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, you know, uh, a couple of followers have noted that uh, this is near an area where uh, a colossal F5 once touched down. So maybe building one of the biggest buildings uh, in the country in Tornado Alley, not the best plan. Maybe not. Who's to say? We, I guess, are saying this. All right, Amelia Earhart's plane may have been found in the Pacific Ocean from a rich guy. Uh, you know, they she, they she disappeared during that whole, you know, trying to fly around the world thing. Years back, two years later, uh, declared dead. And now they have found her wreckage, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, you have to go down and retrieve that wreckage. It's deep down in the Pacific. And the last time a rich guy went into the ocean, it just didn't end up well for people involved. So maybe... Maybe it's best to leave this a mystery. I mean, we, we're pretty much as under the assumption she didn't complete the task and that uh, she found her rest elsewhere. But that won't stop a rich person. So in South Korea, there is a new viral challenge. and I don't know if it's a TikTok thing or not, but uh, in South, they're basically deep frying toothpicks and eating them. And people are saying, yeah, don't do that because eating toothpicks, not good for the Constitution. Um, if I was to give this uh, this new viral challenge in South Korea a, cha a name, it would be the North Korean Eating Challenge. Because that's probably what all they got to eat in North Korea. But you know, th again, this is kind of the spoiled kid thing. United States, South Korea, Canada, Europe, wherever... You know, where you got it good and you're bored and you're like, well, what can I do to spice things up? I know I'll eat something that I shouldn't be eating. And so there you go. There, there's the toothpick challenge. You deep fry it. Of course, I'm kind of puzzled why they would deep fry toothpicks because this does 
implies some effort is put into preparing the toothpicks. Why not just do it raw? That could be the next viral video, and for that, I apologize. Okay, um, so one day, C-SPAN might actually be watchable. In Missouri, I think a Republican out there has uh, proposed a law to bring back dueling in case uh, somebody says uh, something bad about the other person uh, in the Missouri state government. Republican versus Democrat, Democrat versus Republican, R versus R, D versus D, uh, the occasional libertarian or socialist, I don't know. You can go to dueling and you can choose your weapons. And yeah, that doesn't sound dangerous at all. Sounds interesting, but it doesn't sound dangerous at all, right? Um, but if you get to choose your, your weapons, and one day this could, let's just say, spread across the United States. Why not? Because I'm bored. Uh, okay, that Laura Bobert. Colorado, the crazy Republican, and AOC, the crazy Democrat from New York. Uh, maybe one can challenge the other to uh, foxy boxing. Just uh, get that out of the way. Again, you gotta make you gotta make C-SPAN watchable because only 17 people watch that. You know it. And uh, finally, animal hoarder, Long Island. Uh, I think they found this guy. Uh, was this last Tuesday? He had an ostrich. He had a big snail. He had a salamander. About hundreds and hundreds of animals in his home. Yeah. What are you doing? How do, how do you hoard an ostrich without bringing attention to everybody else? I mean, I don't know. If I, I'm just surprised the dude kept it as long as he did without testing the limits of a deep fryer, is all I'm saying. But <laughs> the deep fried ostrich challenge. I don't know. It takes all kinds. Oh, that's said and done. I'm done. Until next time. You've been worth. listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.